your producer, Dusty, and before we kick off season two, we want to recap season one, so we have taken our favorite clips from season one and put them all together in a super episode. So please enjoy our season one remix. Why are you showing it? Oh my gosh. Why did we have to listen to that? Yeah, this is getting weird. He's Mr. Unlimited. (laughs) You guys, he cannot be bound to limits, okay? He is going to destroy your Niners because he's unlimited. But on one of the nights, you have to end up at the train station and we take an overnight train um, from Kiev or Kiev to Lviv, another large city in Ukraine. And it's like a, I don't know, it's an overnight train. So it's it's pretty long. Well, it was weird, super weird. So you got these short little beds that hung from chains in the compartments. My feet are dangling. I'm I'm 6'3". My, my calves are at the end of the bed and they're hanging out into the hallway and there's this Ukrainian lady who doesn't speak any English and is like, seems to be just super mad about us being on the train because it's all Americans and you know, we're, we're loud and we don't speak Russian or Ukrainian and she's running into me every single time she passed by. She's like hitting her shoulder or face on my feet. And, and your perspective, she's purposely trying to, to... She was antagonizing me for sure. Oh my gosh. She wanted something from me. My loser of the week is an article that I read on HuffPost. Um, I don't know much about HuffPost, but randomly I came across an article that said a five-year-old in Philadelphia came to school with crack cocaine. What? And no, for real. HuffPost, look it up. And... It freaked me out because the I love the five year old. Hey, is for, Huffington Post similar to the Onion? I don't know about Huff. I just saw an article. I'm quoting it just so that I don't know anything about Huff Post. Is it left leaning, right leaning? Is I don't know anything about it. I trusted the source, and all I'm saying is that in Philadelphia, a five year old went to a Catholic preschool. So a five-year-old, but not in kindergarten, in, in pre-K, goes to his Catholic school. The good thing on on the five-year-old is they say, hey, teacher, somebody handed me this. But my loser of the week is some person with crack cocaine gives it to a five-year-old and quote-unquote, the five-year-old said, yeah, somebody gave me this and said told me to hide it. Like, come on, That's a people. Loser. That's a loser of the week. And, I mean, come on. I don't even necessarily judge you're doing drugs or you're, or you're selling drugs and you have whatever lifestyle you have, okay. But when it comes time to dump them or to give them to somebody, let's not give them to a five-year-old. Can we not give them to a five-year-old and say, hide them? Okay, because now let me... that's the direct quote from the kid. And it's it's freaking me out. That's my loser of the week. Can I play devil's advocate here? Sure. All right. You're doing it against Huff Post, though, not against me. It's, now, it's my loser of the week because I read it on Huff. Wait. The the guy who gave the child crack cocaine is the loser. Is that correct? Not Huffington Post. Huffington? They're just yes, the yes, middle the guy, No, okay. yeah, exactly, exactly. Not Huffington so, Post. But I don't know if the kid is male or female and I don't know if the person who gave it to him is male or female 
from what I read, though, it sounded like the five-year-old kid was I'll assume a boy, it's a guy. And the, yeah, and the person that gave it to him was a guy. Uh, I feel like I can make that assumption. Um, I hey, probably shouldn't. no assumptions here, man. So... Not on winners and losers. Keep I've never done crack cocaine or any other <laughs> variety of cocaine, but how does one... Can you enlighten me? And how does one do crack cocaine? We're doing winners and losers, so I just wanted to say that this guy's a loser for giving it to a freaking five-year-old. But don't get me wrong if I didn't think through how the hell did this happen, because I did. And this dude, I think, was binging all night, was... Maybe selling, had a good night, made some money, strip clubbing, drinking, 5 a.m. snorting, and then wakes up at 7, 8 a.m. Wanders by a school out, bus stop yes, walks out and on says, the hey, streets kid. of Philadelia. Like, wait, did you say naked? Like, no, not no. naked. <laughs> wait. Like the Bruce Springsteen song. Oh. <laughs> on the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah. I heard you wrong, but that's good. I Keep thought it was about AIDS. There. Don't, don't not crack this again. This Okay, amazing. so, but... Back I, to the back to the loser, how dude. how like, to what is you the give it to wiki a how cracked out on your mind? I don't care what your excuses is, is. Like the kid said, some person that I don't know gave this to me and told me to hide it. And good on that but kid for that, giving it to a trustworthy adult. That that child doesn't know how to use it for its bad oh, purpose. Oh, for sure. So that is a safe place. To use it. No. You think, oh my God. wow, could I contribute to the delinquency of a known user? Because oh don't you, God. do you smoke it? Do you heat it up? Like a five-year-old probably can't operate a Bic lighter. Dude, they said it was two vials of, of rocks. I don't know. Vial, I don't know how to use actually, it. Actually, your biology or, or, or science, so chemistry, what's a vial? It's like a, a four-inch I mean, little... A, a, Cylindric glass container. Yeah, exactly. But that's big with a bunch of freaking crack rocks in it. I'm, I'm not questioning the quantity the or the the legality. It. I'm just saying that, like, wait, what are you trying to say? Because that's my loser. Is this dude <laughs> gave it to a little kid and said, "Hey, little buddy, hide this." Okay, giving like, giving loser. drugs to children is bad. Exactly. Loser. I agree with the loser. I'm just saying, like, how could that child have used it? Give them to an it? adult. Maybe give drugs to adults. That's maybe what you're saying. Maybe even a teenager. Give or drugs shove to teenagers. Or, That's what or you're saying. Or smash it on the ground and get rid of it. I don't Flush know what it. this guy was doing. Flush it. That's that's the answer. Flush it. But he did it early in the morning because the the kid got it, went to school right away, and was like, "Sister, it was a Catholic school. I remember that from the article. Sister Mary, um." Somebody, some guy gave this to yeah, me. Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> I have a five-year-old, though, and I, like, in my mind, I pictured, like, little Eden, and I honestly, maybe my other daughters want to do this, but with Eden, she probably would have done the same thing. Like, teacher, somebody just gave me this. Like, what They're is crystals. this? <laughs> and, and then the teacher takes it like, Eden, where'd you get two vials of crack cocaine? I think the problem... Some guy told me to get hide this. So first off, the Catholic nun can identify crack cocaine, which is weird. But I think that the fiend who was using this five-year-old mule... It's probably, no, not <laughs> probably trying. <laughs> oh my god! It's 
probably trying to come back and find this child to get the goods. Dude, that's a good point. Yeah, it wasn't finished. No, it's so not I'm a glad smart they plan. found I'm glad it's they not found a smart this. plan, but it's a good point. They're like, Hey little kid, hide this and they were gonna wait until school got out. Yeah. Oh, I know when Saint Mark's or Saint Joseph's gets out. I'm gonna find this little kid and get it back. I hope sister. Well, and I it's hope good s- that they wear uniforms. So they I can hope sister Mary in. protected this kid after the kid walked out. Oh so my here's gosh. here's my question of this. So why would that person say hide it? Because there had to be what a police officer or some reason for this person to say here, five year old, take this. Otherwise, they would have kept it because you know when you're giving it to a five year old, you're losing. That money, or you're losing oh, that, for and you're sure. gonna have to go back to your your head guy or whoever gave you that, and you're gonna say, "Hey, I give it to a five year old." That's what I thought. Is for, first case scenario, they're freaking messed up beyond belief, and they're just like, "Hey, little leprechaun that stands uh, up to my knees, <laughs> hey, take this uh, crack cocaine gold and hide it in a magic pot, and I'll find it later." It's like the tooth fairy kid. They're putting a dollar under your pillow. Dude, this is why we have visitors, because they have great ideas. Or they said, hey, I'm going to give it to this kid. Say, hide it. Maybe the kid hides it in in their backpack, and I'll pick it up later. And they asked the child child uh, for a urine sample because they were visiting their parole officer later that day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm not going out on that limb. But I maybe, think it's fair to speculate. That's like what podcasts getting... are for. Oh, exactly. Um, we got partnered up on a, uh, a Spanish project together where we had to do, shoot a video together. So we spent a lot of time kind of prepping and doing this and just talking. And I actually had another girlfriend at the time as well. So we kind of were like just really being ourselves and it was super natural. Um, it went really well. Summer comes along. We don't really talk. And then she kind of actually, so she was in a relationship I broke up with my girlfriend. I was just going along. She comes, drives over to my house one day, and we were eating lunches together and stuff. Her boyfriend didn't have the same lunch, so we were just hanging out and just being really good friends. And I was like, this is a really cool person. Yeah, that, that, that was it. That was my thought process. She shows up one day, comes after volleyball practice, walks into my house. She goes, hey, I think I want to be in a relationship with you and not my boyfriend. And this, this So is- she just came up. She she Just made she made the strong. first move, but oh, wow. in her defense, she was with someone else at the time, so I couldn't I I didn't want to swoop in. I th- I thought in you know three year relationship. So you were hanging out and developing a closer friendship, but you weren't swooping in by any means. No. And then she just came up. And she dropped she comes that drops bomb. the hammer. And so I, then what? What you? I said do? nothing. I I think I sat there for twenty minutes and didn't say anything. So as I looked ahead, I I knew I was falling off of a cliff. I didn't know how tall it was okay how um far out i was gonna launch or anything but i did see snow down below and so i'm trying to stop myself at the first moment my first reaction and then at the second moment when i you know my mind works so quick it's so crazy because this had to have happened so fast yeah but my mind switched to you can't stop yourself you need to try to hit the snow for whatever reason and at that point i use my hands and and basically pushed myself off of the cliff as I'm falling, and okay. it caused me to start to rotate forward, and the left half of my body hit the snowbank, but my you know my hands were outstretched first. Left side hits the snow is fine, right hand reaches out and hits a boulder, 
and um, busts my wrist open. Like one of the bones, it. yeah, just tore it up. Um, one of the bones jabbed through, uh, and it was just immediate pain. And so we get to the hospital. They they wheel me in, and I swear there's like eight people around me. Sir, you're you're having a heart attack right now, or you're still having a heart attack. Um, and they start asking questions, and I don't remember anything about it. So my dad, in the meantime, has picked up Kara. My mom's watching the boys. They drive to the hospital, and they're waiting. And then the people in the um, in the ER are like, okay, we're sending you over to the cath lab to go get whatever they do. I don't. I still don't know. So they wheel me over. I'm still awake. And uh, I think there's like three or four people in the in the room. And they bring this massive TV down and I can, and then I'm looking at it and I don't know what's on it or what it is. And then they hand me this phone and say, uh, it's your wife. So I'm talking on the phone and I still think Kara's kind of upset. So she, she's like, Hey, and I said, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't think this would go like this. Like I thought I'd be so home. I'm so sorry. Apologizing like right yeah. off the bat. Cause I didn't, I still didn't think it was a big thing. Yeah. And it, it, it all it, it always comes back. What what was I doing at that age? What was I experiencing? Am I gonna pull the reins in because it wasn't probably the best thing for a kid to be doing, or yeah. let him run? What is the difference, or is there even a difference between a realtor and a real estate agent? Okay, that is an excellent question. And the first thing I want to do is correct your pronunciation of. Realtor. You said realtor. And Zach, it's okay. You're not alone. That is how 90% of the human population says that word. So that's the correct way. It is incorrect. (laughs) Well, how do you say it wrong? So it's two syllables. Realtor. Try it. Realtor. Yeah. Realtor. Yep. That's that's it. Realtor. People put in the A. Like real. Real Latour is not. Yeah, Yeah, there's no way in there. Yeah, and everyone does that, but you don't need to. So then we thought, okay, well, let's go down to the basement and see what's down here. You guys, total dungeon, walls painted, chains coming out of the walls, (laughs) (laughs) like uh, what do you call that? Like kinky stuff. Oh, not a, so a dungeon as in sex dungeon. Yeah, are you allowed to say that? You can say that here. (laughs) You can say that here. What do you call wow. that? I don't know. A sex I, I dungeon. Know. Oh, um, S and S and M. S&M. S&M. Yeah. So like chains and weird. The whole basement was. It had a bar with like strange stuff. And again, there were kids with us. So we're down in this basement, and we're all looking at each other like, this wasn't in the listing. <laughs> we didn't know this is what we were gonna find down here. But then that entertainment center, the TV. It was the best thing because she, you know, Sore's wife sent uh, The Sopranos. So we watched, you know, multiple seasons of The Sopranos. We watched Deadwood. I mean, there was just like, if we come back from a mission, it was like, okay, let's put on an episode of The Sopranos, one or two, and we just chill out. And it was, that was kind of like one of our things. Uh, And then there were gems. Like for me, one thing, like when I, um, took off for our deployment 
for the training and then to Iraq. I was 165 pounds. When I came back, I was 215 pounds because I was going to the gym and I was just lifting and getting big and uh, taking creatine. And, <laughs> you know, and I was just freaking lifting a lot of weight. I have to park his car. Like, I have to park his car. Give me his keys. And I was like, cool. Hey, it's a stick. You're good with stick, right? I don't think you passed. And he's like, no, I totally did. I did. I was like, are you sure? Yeah, I did. Okay. Here's the keys. Um, Steve has not gotten into the hotel because everybody notices him, right? So they're asking him for autographs and stuff like that. And he's super cool. Like, he seriously signed so many. Um, All of a sudden, we hear a little chirp. And it was this kid, Ben, in his car. And he had chirped it like he couldn't figure out, like, you know, oh. and I was like, hey, Ben. <laughs> and before I could get over there, he goes, boom, and he hits the car in front. No. <laughs> ben? Yeah. This oh, guy, the ben. valet, Ben, the valet bump, hits the car in front of him, but it gets better. He freaks out that he hit it, so he pops it in reverse, and then jams on the gas, and he hits the car behind him, and then no. and then freaks out so much he can't figure out what the gas or the clutch or the brake is, so it's just like pushing pushing the car back, and I'm looking at Steve. Steve turns around. And I walk over to him, and I'm like, uh, "Mr. McNair, we will take care of this." And he's like, "I know you will." Um, and I apparently dropped my hands a little bit. He's like, "Driver, put your hands where I can see them." And I'm like, "Back up." So then he says, "Driver, uh, get out of the car." At this point, you're getting freaked out, oh, right? I'm, I'm totally. guessing. Eric was joking <laughs> oh with me gosh. at first, and now he's kind of crying. Like now he's like freaking out because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And what's up with that, Eric? Come so, on, man. So now I'm like, so I I yelled out like he wants me to get out of the car. I said, "I'm I have to." unbuckle my safety belt <laughs> is that okay and he's like yeah so i do that uh and and then i also didn't hear apparently i wasn't supposed to face him but when i got out of the car i started to face him and he's like do not face me do not face me so that freaked me out so then oh he, so then he has me lift my shirt up to above so that they can see my waistline and then he's guiding me through this he's like lift your shirt up now turn to the left slowly turn turn and like as i'm turning i swear to you i see like uh shotgun shotgun uh glock pistol another shotgun like all these guns are pointed at us what in the heck so jumping back into this year's fourth of july once you came back home from caldwell what what did um the rest of your fourth of july look like yeah so my wife and I love to host. Um, you hear that duck? Yeah, I hear it in the background. <laughs> uh, we like to host a barbecue um, for for different groups. So some years it's been really big, like a lot of people. And some years we like to keep it smaller and just get to know some new friends. And um, so this year we had a few friends over. Our friend Ethan um, smoked some chickens, which were amazing. We barbecued hamburgers, hot dogs, played some good music, um, played pickleball, which we have right here on the uh, side yard pickleball court. And um, we just kind of hung out. And then once we saw the kids were getting tired, we uh, lit off some awesome fireworks. And I pull out a no parking sign. But the (laughs) pole was like 12 feet long, so it was super heavy. But I got under there and just like, you know, lifted it out. And I mean, I don't know if that's like, Boise City employees or somebody like 
what is that ACHD or whoever <laughs> yeah, puts up the I sign, somebody just launched one into the Boise River, oh, or maybe a vandal. I guess I shouldn't blame, you know, workers, but yeah. maybe it was you know some random teenage kids causing trouble. <laughs> but it was just cool to get it out of there, and I don't know. I took I t- did take that one home and just had it for a while, and, oh, and then that's I was like, funny. I'm not gonna do anything with this. <laughs> and I got rid of it, but it was just kind of fun. I enjoy the um, park where you blow up the rafts and tubes and stuff. Yeah. Um, like one of my friends and I would um, count how many times we would see plumbers crack. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are just like, you know, they get down there, they've got all their stuff, and they're blowing up this raft and this tube and, you know, bending over. And it's just like chaos there. <laughs> On a busy it day, is. it's literally chaos. Well, my friend. Just found this bunny in our neighbor's backyard. We then our neighbor came out, said, "Um, is this bunny yours?" And like, no, we don't know who it is. There's a black one and a white one. We caught the white one. The who, black. Who caught the white one? You. That's right. I caught the white one with some help from my friends Zach and Kyle. Um, were you excited to have that bunny at our house? Oh, yeah, boy. Here you go. Oh, 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 oh. Hit it. You know you love me, you know you care. Shall we never, never be there? You are my love. You are my heart, and you never, ever, ever be apart. Wow. I don't know what our fans think, but that was legit. Yeah. No, yeah. but if, you, if you're if you into conspiracy theories and stuff, Shasta is where the aliens are at. Did you know that? I, did, I didn't Lake know Shasta? that. Lake Shasta? Yeah. I didn't know that. But In I, that area. Look we may it have up. to save it for winners and losers, but I, I thought it it was Area 51, and everybody's going to storm it like a million people that's, or something. That's another <laughs> place. I, this one, you cruise... Well, just... That's the YouTube, alien place, though, I thought. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> okay. YouTube it, and you'll go down this rabbit hole. Dude, That'll take I you always, so far. Side yard, we may have to get a million people. We may have to storm Shasta, man. We're <laughs> yeah, going to take the lake. Like one that. last thing on boating yep. that I did yep. want to ask is when you get out on the, the, the water... What do you enjoy in terms of boating? Are you pulling uh, a tube with the kids? Are you wakeboarding, kneeboarding? When I grew up, I was kneeboarding. And then yep. as an adult, that is rough. It's pounding oh, it you hurts. pretty you hard. Know, Dad, I, I actually, this is funny. I hadn't kneeboarded in probably t- 15 years. And I kneeboarded the last time we went out because I wanted to see if I could still do it. Because I was showing my son how to spin around to yeah, do like a yeah. 360, 360, you know, on the water. Yeah. And it, it wasn't too bad. I was surprised. But oh, it really? Is, okay, it's, good. It's tough. But no, I, I enjoy, I just enjoy being out on the water. I could be, okay. I love surfing. It's great. It's so fun. You're going slow enough. So you can surf behind a boat, right? You've, you're familiar yes, with this. Yes, I've yeah. That and if you haven't look it up on YouTube, yeah. and I don't have it in me, I just don't have it in me to Wait, retreat. Just... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I okay, my bad. No. <laughs> Let me sit back and listen here. I thought you were gonna say I don't have it in me to charge or no, to attack her. Because no, you do amazing. Because I mean, if I was smart, I would have walked away because this girl was gonna pound me. Like, she was just going to rip on me hard. But it was the heat of the moment. But, yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't walk away from your teammates. What's you your maiden name? Stone. 
Amanda Stone's not backing down. Uh-uh. Hell no. Not a chance. Okay. So what'd so, you do? I'm holding my ground. I'm like, she's coming at me. She's charging me. I'm just, I got to do my best. I got to do my best. And that's what I can do. How much in, in real life, I, and anybody that knows me, I love like fights and yeah. hearing about <laughs> yeah. them or seeing them. So what was the time frame of like? It had to have been seconds. I mean, we're not it, like two or it, three seconds, but in the moment it, it feels like yeah, so it felt long. slow motion. Okay, right? Like I'm seeing so you're her coming. I'm yes, and you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, and then she gets real close to me, five feet away from me, and then all of a sudden, my dad, who by the way is a very scary man, my real father is a <laughs> okay. scary man, um, steps right in front of me right before she gets to me, and he's like. You touch my daughter, I will kick your ass. <laughs> Whoa. What'd she do? Okay. She stopped. Okay. I mean, he yeah, he wasn't lying. He would have done something. Defense. There's this <laughs> other girl. They split the team up. There's this other girl on the team. She's really fast. She's good. And um, what was happening was... She was taking the ball from her, which she wasn't doing before. So she was kind of just letting her go. She'd keep up with her, but she just let her kind of go towards the goal and score. And so we said, it's okay to take. This is a new concept for her to take things from other kids, right? That it's okay to do that. Oh, sharing's amazing, except for when it comes to sports. Right, (laughs) right. Get that ball! Right. So we had, that week, we had like a five-minute lesson with her saying, it's okay to take the ball from the other team. This is how you do it. And so she continued to take the ball from her, and I saw elbows being thrown. And I was so excited. Wow, okay. <laughs> I saw, that's what you were proud of. I just saw aggression that I hadn't seen before from yeah. her. And that just that spark that you hope to see, um, or that I hope to see, I guess. Nora I is so it. sweet. I, I can I totally I totally get that. I think it's, I mean, I think it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, the, like I said, the first few years were hard and even, and maybe it was because I was brand new, but it was like, man, you know, I had this crash and I really struggled with it and I don't dare go, you know, being the new person. I don't want to go and be like, mm. Hey, I think I need a day off or, you know, my heart hurts because I couldn't save a child or whatever the case may be, or I had to go notify a family that their loved one is gone or whatever. Um, but within my agency, they're doing a lot of cool things, too. So it's it's been interesting, even the time that I've been in law enforcement, to see the progression. Because I think you're right. I think over the past, you know, few years or, I mean, quite a while, it's more like, hey, you know, wipe it off, rub some dirt on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go back to work the next day. But, I mean, if you look statistically at suicide numbers, a lot of it's because I think because of the past of, like, that same mentality of, yeah. you know, we just got to move forward. But all it takes, I mean... I think it's great even to just say like, you know, I heard this happen or this happen and check on just to hear somebody say, you know, how are you? Or I heard you had to deal with this and I'm sorry. And that just, I feel like for me, especially it gives me the confidence to say like, yeah, man, it was hard. Like I saw this, this, and this, and that at least gets it off my chest to say, yeah, I did see this or I did do this or respond yeah, to this. Yeah, verbalize it. Yeah. Exactly. If you really want a story, I'll give you one. Okay. Yeah. We want it. All right. I have a DUI, right? In uh, in Garden City. And it's this young girl, super sweet, just totally made a bad call, which is, in most cases, that's what happens. Yeah. 
And so being super polite, like I'm trying to be polite to her, like, hey, you know, we just got to get through this process. I'm sure you just made a bad decision, blah, blah, blah. So we're waiting and she's like, excuse me, ma'am, like I really have to use the restroom. Like, all right, well, you know, I just need you to give me these breath samples. Like I can't leave during, there's a whole process to the DUI system. And so, you know, it's like this 15 minute observation period before you can get a breath sample. And so I'm like telling her, you know, we got like five minutes you can give me these breath samples and then like I will do my best to get you to a bathroom. We're super close to the jail, so you just gotta hang tight. She's like, okay. So we're but sit- you've gotta go like from step one to ten without out without interruption. Without interruption. Okay, yeah. cool. And so we're like super close. She's like, I really gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, like we're one minute out. Just hang tight, right? Like I'm really trying to get you to a bathroom. And so uh she gives me the breath sample. At this point she's now under arrest. And so I tell her, and she's like, okay, that's fine. However, like, I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> I said, the jail's like three miles. Can you wait? No, like, I got to go now. I'm like, okay. So. And she's already been telling you, so you're. Yeah, like, I know she's got to go. <laughs> yeah. But I really want her to hold it and not, one, pee in my car. And, like, two, where am I going to take you right now? Because we're be- between, like, two buildings. And I'll tell you this, because this makes the story even better, is I don't really know. Like, we're in a in a store parking lot. Okay. But I don't know what store it is. Like, I didn't see the sign as we pulled in. Okay. So, so the, you're on the kind of like the side. A ba- I'm on, I'm the on, back side I'm on Chinden, but this, okay. this car like turns into a parking lot. Now we're like back behind a building. Okay. And so I get out and I open the door and I'm like, okay. Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, like, I've, if they have to go to the bathroom, they got to go. And yeah, yeah. you're an adult and I don't want to embarrass you and make you pee your pants. So if you're, if you've, like, if they've been compliant, I've taken people into, a gas station, I've, I had a poor lady in a one-piece swimsuit before that I had to, like, uncuff and let her go hey. to the bathroom. Okay. I mean, so I'm trying to help this girl. And so I'm like, all right. So I get out, and I'm like, are you sure you can't hold it? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to take you into business. Like, I can't let you urinate right here in the parking lot. And in the meantime, this employee of this business, like, overhears my conversation because he's outside having a cigarette. He's like, hey, she can use our restroom. I'm like, oh, are you guys open? He's like, well, we're closed, but like, I'm here, I'm closing up. Bring her in, she can use the restroom. So I, I'm like, okay. So I get her out, I'm like, hey, this nice gentleman over here is closing up shop. He's going to let us use the restroom. So here's the deal, like, we're going to go in there. I'm not going to go in with you, like, you've been super compliant. I'm going to take you out of your handcuffs, and I'm going to stand outside the door, and then you're going to, like, come out. I'm going to leave the door cracked because I don't, like, want you to do anything dumb, you know. Like, people are, are upset at this point when they've been arrested. Yeah, for sure. So you and keep... they're drunk. And they're drunk. <laughs> but, like, a lot of people are upset. So I don't want her to go in there and, like, harm herself or do yeah, anything crazy. Point. So I tell her, like, I'm going to keep the door a little cracked. And then when you're done, you come out. I put you back in handcuffs. We go to the jail. She's like, cool. You know, I'll, I'm not going to do anything dumb, whatever. So I take this girl into this store well, I'm going to tell you right now, we walk in, and it's like instantly like, this was a bad idea. Bad idea. I got someone in handcuffs, and I'm walking into the store for her to use the restroom. It's a sex shop. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Dude. He's like, yeah, you can come in. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk in there, and it's like so embarrassing. Oh, like, dang. there I am in uniform, but I'm trying to help this girl, and this is completely unexpected. Like, had I have seen the sign, but we go through, like, the back door, like, the employee yeah. door, right? And so this girl's like, bet you never had anyone in handcuffs in a sex shop. No, <laughs> I haven't, because, one, that's awkward, and two, I'm on the job. And I'm like, yeah, I re- like, I apologize. 
we can leave or you can use the restroom. So she chose to use the restroom, but how awkward is that? That's, dude, that's a great story. <laughs> hey, did you go down the ones that drop you straight down? Yeah. No, actually, no, I'm not big enough. But when you're big enough, will you go do those? No, I'm not ever doing it. Why not? It looks too scary. But it looks scary, but what if it's not scary? I don't know. Oh. I think okay. when you when you get um, tall enough and you're able to go on it, then maybe you'll change your mind. But right now, as of right now, you're a little scared to go on them? Yeah. That makes sense. Those are pretty pretty crazy ones. Do you like to go in the wave pool? Yeah, it almost got inky. It got inky because sick. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Danielle's sister, Aunt Kika, uh, got sick from the wave pool just from the motion and... Hey, no wh- no whispering in the mic. Are there rules on you can't talk, you know, before this many seconds before a snap? Or there are. To, so yeah, like, so we can get, so the team can get fined by the NFL. Oh, wow. So that's where pressure comes in. So music has to be cut at the 22nd mark on the play clock. All right. And, and typically a voice needs to be cut there too, but we actually can go down to the 15 second mark on a play clock, but under 20 seconds, it cannot be um, kind of like, it's got to be like a neutral voice, if you will. If so that you makes can't sense. be super hyped and say, let's go. You can't be yelling and hyper, which again, we don't really do in our stadium anyways, but you can't do that. And, and then there's no, and that silence from 15 second mark down. Set it up. Yep. Okay, what do, what do we want to what do we want to set up? To uh, he he just thing. ran for five yards and a first down. Chris Carson for five yards. Ka-ka! And that's good for another Seahawks first, first down. down. It would it would be something similar to that. That sounded awesome. Do you have reverb on your voice? Do I need to put that in on post? We might. I, I think you need to doll it up a little bit. Okay, I can do that. Also, if they need another like hawk impersonator. <laughs> Send You're this in. roll to them. Get me with another hawk. Ka-ka! Did they say in any of your research why they chose that mural? Yeah, or so the I, meaning of it. I, I looked into it. I was you know trying to go through and say where where did some of these things come from? And that particular mural and all of the murals that were done. So these pieces were commissioned, and the artist had had free reign over what she was going to do. And uh, it, this is what she came up with. And there wasn't really a, a, you know, they didn't come back and say, no, we don't want that. They went ahead and let it, allowed it. But I think my favorite uh, part of this is the gargoyles. So I had to actually go back and look, what's the purpose of a gargoyle in general? And in cathedrals, the idea is a gargoyle guards against evil spirits and that sort of thing. So in the Denver airport, that there's these gargoyles sitting in suitcases. And I guess when the airport first started you know, functioning. I don't know how much of this was true, but sort of the lore is that these bag, the baggage claim stuff was just horrendous and bags would get shredded. And, and there was sort of this public idea that the bags were terrible. And so the, this, there's an artist that came along, put that gargoyle there and it's called the, the Notre Denver. Instead, <laughs> of, instead of the Notre Dame, you know, Notre Denver. And so these are protecting against evil baggage claim spirits dragging his feet he, he doesn't want to talk about it right people have to try to get him to talk about it he I, I, as annoying as it is and as much as you want to discredit the guy it's like he's exhibiting all the behaviors of a person who saw something they'd rather forget rather than the sort of person that is trying to invent a story so people will pay attention to him he wants to be left alone 
Yeah, it changed his life, not necessarily for the better. Yeah, it's on... Uh, it, I don't know if this is episode. Yeah, I think it's episode 1315, so 1,315. Bob Lazar and Jeremy Corbell. It's a two-hour and 25-minute episode on Joe Rogan from June 20th. June 20th want, of 2019. If you want another one, yeah, Perfect. if you want another one to listen to just this summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And, it, and it's funny because you can even see in that interview how they have to kind of coax him into talking about it. He didn't want to come on the podcast. Yeah. So to try to avoid that, what your league can do is add a league consequence. So our team has 10 teams. If you are the last place team in the league, you're going to have the league consequence, which this year, Dusty, what is the league consequence for a side yard league? So before I tell what we're doing, there's some leagues that the consequence is terrible. Oh, oh like tattoos. Really bad. Oh, the, ta- the tattoo tattoos, league. Tattoos, everything like that. So ours, we actually voted on it. And the loser is going to have a bumper sticker. We're going to put it magnetic so you can take it off. It's going to be handed down. The bumper sticker is going to say, Fantasy Football Loser. Nothing crazy, but... It has to stay on your car from the end of the season until the day we draft the next season. The next season. And I'm sitting in a room with with two guys in Dusty and Kyle that just bought new trucks. And, (laughs) I mean, my car, I could care less. I mean, I just think it's funny. But these two guys bought new trucks, and I definitely know they don't want it on their car. Well, it's not really a possibility for us to lose. No. I'm glad you have that confidence, but that's all I'm saying is if let's say you're in eighth or ninth, you are going to be fighting to stay yes, out of 10. Yes. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. As I was listening back to all those clips, brought back memories of some of our visitors, actually all of our visitors, which they were amazing. And so we hope that you're ready for season two. Zach and I will be kicking that off next Monday. We have a bunch of sweet visitors lined up, some local business owners, um, more friends of the side yard, and then just anyone else that we decide, you know what, we want to talk to that person. So stay tuned next week, season two kicking off. Enjoy your week. You will hear from us soon.